Welcome to the Country Hipster Podcast. My name is Paul. I am the Country Hipster. That music you just heard was none other than the Unholy Four from Charlottesville, Virginia. And the song is Dirty Knife. So go check it out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, and anywhere you can find the Unholy Four. Go follow them on Instagram. Uh, So real quick to the business. This Saturday, it is March already. Tomorrow is March. Uh, For me, March is a very busy time of the year playing music with the Birmingham Six, which, uh, if you don't know, is an Irish rock band out of the Philadelphia area. But also for me personally, it's for my fucking mindset march 1st is the first day of spring even though there's like three weeks of winter still left after that always like as a kid till now and it was in my mind march 1st is the first day of spring so tomorrow is happy spring it's beginning of march st patrick's day season and saturday the second um the birmingham six is taking part in the after party of the burlington county new jersey st patrick's day parade which is being held uh, down uh, High Street in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Uh, we are not going down High Street. We will just be in the tent afterwards. Um, which I know you're happy about because you fucking hate parades. I fucking cannot stand parades. I fucking hate them. So we are very happy to not actually take part in the parade and just have to set up for the after party, which is good. But there's going to be like a lot of cool bands. Um, Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones is like headlining. So that's like actually a pretty big deal. Um, Birmingham Six is obviously playing. The Natterjacks are playing. The Shannies are playing. Um, Jameson Celtic Rock, who a uh, friend of the podcast, Frank Daly, from um, uh, the Smiths episode all the way back to like episode four, I think that was. Um, yeah. Is uh, His band is also playing. Uh, John O'Callaghan is playing. There's like a ton of people playing. Um, and Birmingham Six is one of those bands on Saturday uh, at the Burlington County St. Patrick's Day Parade after party in the tent which I think is right at the corner of Washington and High Street. You'll be able to see the tent. You'll hear all the fucking music. And then I'm right back at it on Sunday at a solo show. Uh, this is my first time, my second time playing at Bitchin' Kitten Brewery in Marsville, PA from 3 to 6 p.m. Um, it is right on Bridge Street in Marsville. So if you keep going straight on Bridge Street from Pennsylvania, you will go over the Trenton Makes the World Takes Bridge into New Jersey. Um, so it's real easy to find uh, Bitch and Kitten Brewery, and I'll be there from 3 to 6. And you should come to that show because, it's like I said, it's only the second time I am playing uh, Bitch and Kitten. And, and more importantly, they will be hosting a uh, Ottsville Record Garage pop-up in May. I already set um, the weekend that's going to be. We just haven't set the actual date. So that is another reason to go and uh, check out Bitchin' Kitten Brewery. Um, so as you notice, back on the Max Hedrum box is my co-host and brother Adam, the country sad man because he doesn't have this album on colored vinyl. It's true. Yes. <laughs> but um, so I'll explain real quick why we're doing this via Skype. Again, if you listen to the Jimi Hendrix episode, um, I said in that I was starting to get um, pretty congested and uh, I had a little bit of a chest cold, which is pretty much cleared up at this point but i uh, still i was just like dude let's just you know let's just do it skype uh, so that way i don't give it back to you um i even had one of our random episodes that we're going to be doing in march was scheduled to record on tuesday and uh i even canceled that um pushed that back a week to make sure everything was good um so yeah so that is why adam is via skype again because i didn't want him coming in here and then i get him sick because more importantly is next sunday you're, you're good next sunday to film right yeah 
it's going to be our 50th episode of the season. So yeah. uh, Jack told me that um, you, you celebrate your 50th episode and you celebrate your 100th episode and then you just celebrate the hundreds after that. So yeah. um, so we got to um, we got to think of something special to do for episode 50. I don't know when, what that's um, going to be. But when Zach and I were in the midst of uh, Summer Movie Club, we actually didn't celebrate our 50th. We celebrated our 52nd because we were a weekly podcast. So that means we had a year's worth of podcasts out. So that was another thing that um, that uh, Jack had said was that we were also supposed to celebrate the date of our pocket, which would be the end of March, too. So, um, yeah. you know, but that's actually that that week's probably going to end up being a random episode, to be, to be honest with you, it's just because of the way uh, my schedule uh falls out but yeah, uh just the way st pat st patrick's day season works st patrick's day and then easter and all that fun fucking bullshit so yeah it gets it gets crazy so um speaking of which did you did you get that instagram thing i sent you of the shirt yeah yeah, yeah i did i did i just ignored your message yeah that's pretty good i saw that it's like a, it's like st patrick like like legit st patrick in his like archbishop garb like looking at the, the snakes going get gone get gone <laughs> yeah that's it that's it yeah I did see that. That made me laugh. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that immensely. Yes, yes. So, what are you? Uh, what are you drinking there? Um, Katai and I are fans of just uh, hanging out at home and drinking shitty beer. So I'm just drinking Miller Lite. Oh, you've turned into Zach. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So I am also drinking shitty beer, but much better shitty beer. I got a thirty pack of Narragansett. So oh, I got nice. I got the Gansett right now. So it's probably the only good thing to ever come out of New England. So. So that's that's what I'm drinking here. Um, Clam chowder is delicious. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that is too, but you know, whatever. Fuck New England. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Adam, we're here to talk about an album, the Alkaline Trio. Good morning. Um, we are. You want to hit me with some factoids? Uh, if, 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 if you're so inclined to listen, I am. I am. Um, this is the uh, like Paul said. This is the album. Good morning. Um. It's the fourth studio album. Can, can you uh, specify? By Trio, released on May thirteenth, two thousand three. Can you specify how "morning" is spelled? Oh uh, yes, it's it's "morning" as in "morning a loss," not "morning" as the time of day. Uh huh. Um, which I'll tell a story that I read something on the Wikipedia about. Okay. Um, it was re- recorded at a. It's the studio is just listed as cello, which when I looked it up is apparently a studio somewhere in um in California in in Los Angeles Sunset Boulevard. Ah. Nice. Um, it was released on Vagrant um, and uh, produced by Joe McGrath, who I can't find anything on. He doesn't have a hyperlink. Um, and Jerry Finn, who's actually a friend of the podcast. Okay. Is he how? Jerry Finn, uh, Jerry Finn was uh, has producing credits on the Boxcar Racer album. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Um, this was the first album with the with the with the drummer Derek Grant. Um, Derek Grant has actually since I, I believe it was late 2023. Um, he actually left the band and was replaced with Adam Willard, who is of uh, Rocket Rocket from the Crypt and love, Offspring, love and Rockets from Airwaves and Social Distortion fame. Mm-hmm. Um, the band uh, Matt Skiba, the lead singer, has said that this album was heavily influenced by Ramones and The Damned. Um, oh, really? It okay. debuted at number 20 on the Billboard 200, and Alt Press ranked the song We've Had Enough at number 100 of the best 100 singles of the <clears throat> 2000s. Um, the album was met with uh, m- mediocre to 
a good critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because what I was reading was apparently it meets that same uh, type of acclaim within the band itself. The bass player, Dan, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, Andriano. Uh, apparently, if you asked him, uh, he would rank Good Morning as the top of uh, the number one uh, Alkaline Tree album. If you asked, if you asked Matt Skiba, uh, he would rank it at the bottom. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit of, uh, you know, back and forth between the band itself. Um, but yeah, I don't, the other little factoid, what Paul mentioned, uh, with the spelling of the title, um, apparently according to the Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt, um, uh, Matt Skiba was at like a diner or something and, uh, the, the waiter said good morning to him and he called the band, uh, and said, what do you think about calling it good morning, but with a U and the rest of the band enjoyed it. So they went with it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. So, um, so this is on your, uh, your top 25. Um, uh, well, not your top 20, but your 25 of season one. So why? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'll give you a fun little anecdote of, uh, of how I actually discovered Alkaline Trio. Okay. Um, a friend of the podcast uh, and our brother, Zach, and I were watching MTV2. Oh, ja- uh, we're talking when... about Zach, who is the Jack Black denier of the family. Yeah, the, Jack, the, the Jack, Jack Black, Black denier okay. of the family, Zach. Cool. Um, he and I were watching MTV2, and we caught the last like few seconds of a music video Um and all we caught was um, the last bit of the chorus where that's it, we've had enough, please turn that fucking radio off. Uh-huh. And we liked it. And we missed the part of, if for people who are old enough to remember, at the ends of music videos, it would tell you the artist, the song, the album, and all that kind the of shit. Little block um, in the corner. Yeah, so we missed that. Um, so we were trying to figure out who it was or what the song was called. So I said, maybe, you know, we, that's it. We've had enough. Please turn that fucking radio off. Now I said, maybe the song's called radio. So Zach and I look it up and it turns out Alkaline Trio actually has a song called radio, but it is not the song that <laughs> okay. we had heard on MTV too. All right. Um, so we kind of started listening to them from there. Um, uh, kind of fell in love with this album. I've actually seen Alkaline Trio. Um, I saw them when, I forget what year it was. It was when I was in high school, so it was anywhere between, it was was, was when I was dating a girl named Jen in high school, so it was anywhere between my sophomore and senior year. Um, I saw Alkaline Trio on Warped Tour. Okay. Um, uh, Actually, I was offered tickets to Alkaline Trio about uh, two years ago. Um, They were playing at the Fillmore. I think it was like right after the Fillmore opened. Oh, neat. Um, and um, sadly, I was uh, dead broke at the time. Well, that was that so was more than two years ago that the Fillmore opened. Huh? Two years ago would have been when they reopened maybe from COVID, but the Fillmore's been open way longer than two years. I know. I, I don't know. Because I, I, saw, I, saw, well, I saw Frank Turner at the second show ever at the Fillmore, and that was um, 2016. Oh, then I'm thinking of something. Maybe it's not the Fillmore. It might have been. It might. If you're talking two years ago, it could have been like when the Fillmore was reopening from from uh, um, COVID, because you know that would have Maybe. been about two years ago, twenty two ish. You know, twenty one, twenty two ish. Or you're thinking of the Met. Could have been the Met. Ooh. 
which yeah, I, I think that opened remember. about two years All ago. I know is that um, uh, they were playing they were playing at that shit. They were playing wherever the fuck they were playing. Um, I was broke, so I couldn't buy the tickets off of a friend of mine. Um, and then I had actually gone to a party with a buddy, actually with friend of the podcast, Matt, from the Interpol episode. Um, I'd gone to a party with him, and I was... Uh, the person who was hosting the party, her husband has some very nice guitar equipment. He she he has a uh, hanging in his in the foyer of his house is a Telecaster, an SG, and I can't remember. I think he has a Strat. I can't remember what the last one was. Uh-huh. Um, so a Gibson SG has always been a dream guitar of mine. So I was playing it, and I started actually playing Radio by Alkaline Trio, and a girl who was at the party said, oh, I just saw them because she happened to have worked at, she worked at the venue where they were just playing. Okay. Um, well, well, real quick, real quick, I'll let you finish your story. But if you have off on March 6th, they are actually at the Fillmore um, here in Philadelphia on March 6th. I was going to say they are currently <laughs> on tour. Um, yep. I don't know what day March 6th is. It's like a Thursday or so, Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, if it's a Wednesday or Thursday, then I definitely Oh, no, I know. I know you're not. Yeah, yeah. it's a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but I do, I was, that was something else I was getting to is I, they actually are currently on tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've always, um, from discovering them ac- kind of accidentally through MTV two and learning that they actually have a song called radio, but that's not the song that I fucking heard. Um, I've kind of always enjoyed them. Um, I, it's, it's you, when in, at the end of the Jimi Hendrix episode, you, you you categorize them as just straight punk. Yes. So um, I've I've always categorized them as more of like I've always categorized them as pop punk. Okay. So yes. But so pop punk with a more with a darker tone. All right. So, <laughs> if you will. All right. So I will say that I do not get Alkaline Trio, and yes, I was wrong. I I um, so so. I'll agree. Yes, they are pop punk, and and I'd said in last week's episode that I was that, that that I didn't really know much about them, which obviously I didn't. If I if I thought they were straight punk, and when I'm talking straight punk, I'm thinking like old school punk, like along the lines of like bad bad brains, black flag, subhumans, like that that sort of like punk, um, that like in your face fast punk kind of you know, um, dead Kennedys ish. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. that's kind of what like I was thinking, but I was I was very wrong, um, you know, uh. These guys are to punk what ghost is to metal. That's that's how I look at Alkaline Trio. Okay. <laughs> so no, it's um, definitely definitely a pop, pop punk band. But like with this with this album lyrically, I can't tell if they're trying to be a horror punk band or worse, a goth punk band. Because like yeah, it's, you know. It, it, so it's funny. Um, I think I've mentioned it before. Um, on the podcast, there was a book that I have read. It's called um, uh, "Nothing Feels Good" and a, and a, a, a guide, to, essential guide to emo culture. Right, right. Um, and in that in that book, they break down the different types of emos. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them is a, a goth emo. Okay, and yeah. It, it lists bands that that type of emo will listen to. And there is a point in Alkaline Trio's career which I feel like a lot of bands in this scene kind of go through where they wear suits on stage. Uh-huh. 
but that the specifically listed was suits on stage alkaline true was something that a goth emo would listen to <laughs> okay yeah now um yeah no de- definitely you know i hope there's no such thing as goth punk by the way um the fact mm. that there's a goth emo it like, scares the fuck out of me um hopefully like the the darkness of punk just stops at horror punk which is like you know not great either <laughs> when you say goth punk i like the, the, some, for some reason i'm sure i'm sure if kataya was in the room she'd probably punch me in the back of the fucking head and i'm sure a hundred other people a bunch of other people would as well but when you say goth punk i think misfits no no misfits are like horror punk okay yeah they would be like horror punk they would be like the first horror punk with like danzig and doyle and and you know all that kind of stuff see like uh, in my head when you say horror punk and goth punk it's the same no thing. no 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 that's there's two different there's two different things between goth and and like like horror punk like uh you know what i mean like yeah nah just goth punk would be horrible it'd be like 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 kind of like the um like fucking Bauhaus, but punk, you know, but like, there's just like with the lyrics, like, you know, talking about like cutting my fingers off and cutting, slicing my throat and let's dance yeah. in the blood and shit like that. It's like, come on, what, what are you fucking, you trying to be like a fucking Anne Rice novel, but like with punk shit, you know what I mean? It's like, eh, yeah. you know, it's like that vampire shit that like, I don't fucking care with black, white and red all over. You, I don't know. Fucking a nun with their spear through her head. Like this is fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like lyrically, oh. like it was like, eh, so going into this, I thought it was going to be, I thought, I thought Alkaline Tree was going to be hit or miss. And from what it sounds like, it's definitely a miss. So, okay. So I'll say this. I didn't hate this album. It's kind of like, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? But like, like, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm not mad at it. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm more disappointed by their lack of creativity or the fact that you put this on your 25. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know which, which I'm more, you know, disappointed. Like, cause like these songs, like me and every aspiring punk rocker has written every single one of these songs a thousand times over. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing special about this album. There's nothing that like jumps out at me. Like, man, this is, this is fucking good. And, and you know, it's like, but again but again i didn't hate it i didn't hate it like i know i'm like talking shit about it but like i didn't hate it it was just like eh, okay it's like that happened no. it's like it's 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 what i it's only what i can imagine when a woman is like really looking forward to good sex and it's just not and she's like oh that's it that that's mm-hmm. all you got for me like that's basically like like you know as, that's all i could like think think of like what it would be like oh okay that thanks thanks for nothing you know what i mean it's like yeah. I, I couldn't be more indifferent about this album if i tried um you know and 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 i want it i i honestly i think one of the things that disappoints me about this was that like and i and i'd said it that i never really looked into to alkaline trade i really didn't know him i said him in this so i did go into this with an open mind because i was hoping that I would want to look into more Alkaline Trio after this. I was hoping I would like be like, cool, let me let me check out more about Alkaline Trio now. And like I now at least I know not to waste my time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, you know, it's 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 just eh, okay. It's an album. It's it's, yeah. it's all right. We you know, they did a thing and they they talk about like, you know, they're trying to be deep and dark and, you know, good morning, M-O-U-R-O. Look, we're going to write songs about dying and put a, like a, a pop punk, 
you know, drum beat to it and, you know, and some cool harmonies and, you know, but yeah, but, but it just, it just, it just doesn't work. And it's, you know, and, and, and I listened to this album in the last week, no less than five times, no yeah. less than five times have I listened to this album. So, and you know, probably, probably more than that, because like, I was honestly, like, I was really waiting for something to happen. Like when I put it on at first and the first song starts going and I hear like, then, and then, and then, you know, the guitar, I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't bad. And it, and it was pretty yeah. good. Um, and, and, and I was just like, okay, what happens now? And it's the next song. It's like, okay, what happens now? Okay. That sounds just like the other two songs. And, you know, and I, and I hate to be that guy to be like, oh, it all sounds alike. But a lot of their stuff does on this album. Like, again, I'm not going to waste my time looking into more alkaline trio, uh, just based on this album, but like, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, this is it. This is, this is all you got for me. Same, same type of stuff. All right, cool. Thanks guys. Again, I'm not, I'm not offended by it. I don't like, it's not like a say anything where I was like, oh my God, this shit is so bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's the thing. It's not, it's not bad. It's not, it's, it's, it's not bad music. I mean, they, they, they do it well. They're tight. You know, at least, at least in the recording, recording's tight. The, the songs are, are written in the, in a punk style that, like I said, a, a, every single aspiring punk musician has written these songs. And like, I mean, to the point where I'm just like, yeah, no, I use that same exact chord progression on a song that I wrote when I was 15 years old. And I think that's what, what, like if I'm, if I'm listening to an album and I, and I'm, and I'm listening to what they're doing, then I want it to be something that I can't do. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's just kind of like, I, ah, I, I to, can do this, you know? To a degree. Yes. Um, like I'll listen to, I'll listen to dragon force because the guitar player for dragon force, mm -hmm. I know I'll never be able to do what Herman Lee does. Right. But I also like to listen to something where I kind of I get the feeling where that could be me. You know what I mean? Well, no. I think we talked about it with Bob Dylan, where I was saying yeah. how like, you know, he's he's kind of it's kind of he's not the fucking ideal like he's not he's not a good looking dude. He sounds fucking weird. Is like the the the, the musically, it's not like the most interesting thing in the world. Mm -hmm. But he fucking pulls it off. But so, so you said a very, very important term there. You said I want to listen to something that I could do, right? Which, which makes yeah. sense. This is something that I've done, or that mm -hmm. I do. Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. what it gets. It's not like like, and I get that. Like, oh no, I could do this. I could play songs like this. I could do. You know what I mean? Like a similar style or take on it and and grow on it and stuff like that. Yeah. Like like. Like I said, there's there's like a couple chord progressions where I'm like, and I, I, I don't remember the song, but I'm just like, man, that was like a fucking punk song I wrote in high school. And, you know, we put like words about like fucking sitting in my room to it. You know what I mean? It was just it, it was just like stuff like that. Like like this was like like me, me and uh, Sean from the Unholy Four and actually Frank Daly from a uh, uh, friend of the podcast from the Smiths episode of Jameson Celtic Rock. We had I'm, a punk. I'm taking, you, I'm taking you on tour. Cool. We had a we had a punk you band gone to bed. There you go. Back in high school, um, that uh, was called Murky Distraught, and you know all these songs could have easily been Murky Distraught songs, you know. 
So yeah, like um, like that's the thing. It was really it you was were talking about Murky just dropped before. Didn't you say that was the band that Frank played drums in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Frank was a drummer, Sean played guitar, I played I was the singer, and uh this dude Mike DeVuno was on bass and you know, me and Sean actually wrote all the songs for Murky Distraught. Um, it, which basically oh, you, didn't play any, you, you just sang on that? Uh, when we got, when we got all those guys in the band, yeah, I just sang. Um, but originally, um, I was like me and Sean would go back and forth between guitar and bass and whatnot. But then, nice. you know, like, like Sean was, Sean, Sean ultimately, like we both learned how to play guitar at the same time. Like he got a guitar yeah. about a month after I bought a guitar and we like learned together and Sean just excelled at guitar. He's like <laughs> such a better guitar player than I ever was, uh, mm-hmm. and ever am. Um, so Which is funny because the only time I've ever seen you and Sean play together, he was on drums and you were on guitar. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that was like our Murky Distraught reunion, but that was like the like the fucking joke thing, which is kind of fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, so but that was the thing. Like like we wrote like all the Murky Distraught songs together, and then I showed you know Mike how to play bass, and then Frank just put the drums to it, and it all fucking worked. But like no. you know, we didn't need two guitars. It's not like we had like crazy guitar solos and shit like that. So I just sang for Murky Distraught once we once we were Murky Distraught. Um, but like me and Sean wrote all those songs, which basically means that we wrote this album when we were 15 years old. You know what I mean? And then even even to the point where there's like there's like another song on it, and it and it is in my um my top three songs where I mention it. One of the basically the reason it's in the top three is because um there's a disunion song that is a ve- has a very similar feel and chord yeah. progression to it. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, when we started, like I, I, like I've said before, I, this, this album I thought was going to be hit or miss you. I knew it was going to be a stretch for it to be a hit. Um, but I kind of, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. It's, you know, like like I said, I like to, I like to listen to something that I can do. You don't want to listen to something that you've done, unless you it's know. unless it's done well. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's recorded well. I'm not I'm not talking about like the quality uh, and even the songs. Like I, again, I don't hate this album. Do you know what I mean? No. It's not it's not a bad album. It's just like I said, I couldn't be any more indifferent about this album. Like, like honestly, if I never hear another um, alkaline trio song again, I'm like, or, or here you go. Here's even better. If I hear another alkaline trio song again, I'm probably going to think it's blink 182. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, now just out of curiosity, are you saying that? Do you, are you saying that just because you're comparing bands? Are you saying that because, when Tom DeLonge left Blink-182, Matt Skiba of Alkaline Trio became the guitar player slash other singer for Blink-182. Yes, you you knew that I knew that information right off the top of my fucking head. No, I just say, I'm honestly just saying that because, like, it's it's that similar, like, pop punk that I don't particularly care for. You know, and I don't I don't dislike all pop punk. You know what I mean? I, I do like some pop punk. It's just, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything against pop punk. I just... I guess it just has to be certain, like, you know what I mean? Like, I like Green Day. Green Day's pop punk. No. You know what I mean? And I like Green Day, and Green Day does I like, things... I like I like pre-American Idiot Green Day. I like even post-American Idiot Green Day. You know mm. what I mean? Either way, it's, you know, but, like, like I do. I like Green Day. I like, um, I don't know, man. I throw, I throw Less Than Jake into uh, pop punk. I like Less Than Jake. Really? Yeah, no, I throw I, I throw them more into pop punk than I would ska. I know some people go, oh, whatever ska. Eh. Yeah. And there there is there is a thin line between pop punk and ska anyway, because when you you know when you take a lot of pop punk, it's ska without the fucking horns. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so 
you know, if you listen to the uh, the Dancehall Crashers last album, and the Dancehall Crashers are one of the great all time great fucking ska bands ever. If you listen to Lockjaw, Lockjaw is a pop punk album. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like the old album. It's not like um, you know, um, you know, uh, the Dancehall Crashers old stuff. It's not. It's it's different. Um, but I still like Lockjaw. And I still like the dance hall crashers. Um, you know, I'm trying to think like other pop punk stuff. I like, I would like, like, I, 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 you know, like I know there's other bands I really didn't prepare it. So I can't like really think of them off the top of my head. So it's not that I'm like totally anti pop punk. I do like some pop punk. It's just, you know, rancid is pop punk to, to an extent they yeah. you know, they're, they're, they, they have that like thin line between, you know, like the old school punk and pop punk, but they're there. They're there. You know what I, I mean? I remember texting you one day asking you if rancid was cool or not. And you said they're kind of both. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and then, and then you get into op Ivy and shit like that, which is op Ivy is definitely a little more, more ska or ska punk. Um, but, you know, still that, that's all, you know, it, it's all there. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not anti like pop punk. I just, it's just, it's got to give me something other than, you know, like your three chords and your, and your harmonies. You know what I mean? There's gotta be, there's gotta be more to it. If the, maybe if the lyrics were better, you know what I mean? It wasn't about like cut my fingers off and shit like that. And you know, and you cut off my was, finger. Was, you know what I mean? It's like, ah, come on. Like who cares? Some, shit? Something that I noticed while listening to the album, I probably listened to it at least a dozen times over what? the course of the past week. Why don't you I message me like, this album. like Monday um, or Tuesday? You're like, wait, this is the album we're doing. Right. Cause I listened to it like five times already. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I like like I remember listening to it the first time, this album the first time, and not really caring for this could be love the the first song off the album. Okay, because of how of the strain of how weird the lyrics were. Um, listening to the album now, it's it. I'm like I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, there's a it's there's a lot of it's a it's there's the 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 whole theme and. Uh, what's imagery that they go with is very macabre uh-huh. and like more than I remember. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not horror punk because if they were, they'd probably be a little cooler. They're definitely fucking, um, they're, they're like Gothic punk. And it's like, what? I don't want goth. I don't want goth and punk to have a baby. You know what I mean? So it's just like, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be good. And it's just like, eh, no, I don't, I don't want that. So I'm looking, I'm looking it up real quick. I just looked up like, uh, uh, okay, so here would be some uh, bands that would be considered um, horror punk, right? So you got the Misfits, you have Sam Hain, which also featured Danzig. Um, AFI is considered horror punk. Uh, TSOL, The Cramps, Cramps. I fucking love The Cramps. You know, so there's a lot of lot of bands there that are you know, and some of these bands I don't, I'm not even familiar with. Young Werewolves, uh, which are somewhat local to the area. Um, to Philadelphia area, Crypt Keeper Five, which are, those guys are from Trenton. I don't, I don't, yeah, I guess. Um, and then a uh, Christian you Death. Trenton Katai's off, off camera, flashing gang symbols at me. Yeah, uh, Christian Death, which is like definitely another like horror punk. But then like when you get into like pop punk bands, so and I, I'm I'm just doing like just roughly a Google thing, right? And so. No. Out of the pop punk bands here that I would say that I like, right? This list here, I just Google, I literally just Google pop punk bands. So if you Google pop punk bands, you'll be able to see this list that I'm looking at. Um, I'll, I'll list the ones where I'm like, okay, I dig these bands. Um, Green Day, uh, they put Jimmy Eat World as pop punk. 
Um, they put the Ramones as pop punk, and I love the Ramones. Um, yellow card, I don't mind. Um, the Wonder Years, they have have as pop punk, and I could kind of yeah. see that, but you know, I I didn't mind. Uh, I didn't mind that Bowling for Soup. I like Bowling for Soup. Um, trying to the Jam, which is like really an older band. Like I I could kind of see that, so I do, I do like those guys as well. So there's like a lot of other bands here. Um, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Rancid's on here. So like it's not that I there's not pop punk bands I don't like. I just yeah. but all the bands I listed I think do something different with pop punk. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They don't just do like they're not a mimic. They don't mimic what all the other the other bands are doing, in my opinion. So that's yeah, I mean, fair. So yeah, yeah, and and like I said, it just I really I really hope like you know like I hope that Alkaline Trio is the one and only goth rock or goth rock punk band. You know what I mean? Because I don't I don't I don't want that I don't want that genre to be out there. It's bad enough we have horror horror punk, you know, but. I'm trying to think like there with their other albums, like there's definitely some macabre imagery with their other shit, but What's, I don't feel like as much as there is with this album. I've seen, I've seen those things too, which is maybe another reason why I didn't check them out too much. Cause I was like, eh, yeah, but I, I know what you're talking about. Their other album covers have had some like, you know, very darker type of, of, of covers, which is, See, the other thing, too, like, it doesn't really match. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at, like, a Bauhaus, um, which is, like, one of, like, the ultimate goth bands, when you look at, like, a a fucking Bauhaus cover of an album, you know what you're fucking getting. You're getting fucking gothic fucking Bauhaus, Bella Lugosi is dead, um, dark fucking tones, you know what I mean? No, it's one of their songs. It's actually a Bauhaus song, Bella Lugosi is dead. Um, And, you know, when you you got, like, that going in there and, and, and just even like old Susie and the Banshees and like, you know, like that fucking goth shit. It's just like, yeah, this is, this is what I want. And then, you know, you have alkaline trio, which has like a goth look, uh, specifically on the front of this cover. And then you listen to it and you're like, what is this bebop fucking doobie? Like I'm going to fucking, you know, dance around. Oh, cut off my finger. I keep going back to that. Cause it's stuck in my fucking head. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not fun. It's not funny. It's just, it's not, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's all right. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's just, I'm just very disappointed in this album. You're that meme with the dog sitting at the table where the room's on fire. Exactly. Exactly. Everything is fine. This is fine. Everything is fine. That's it. That's that's what it's like. All right, cool. That's like that's that's really how I felt when this was on. So, like I said, I knew it was, <laughs> it was a stretch for a hit. So it's yeah. not surprising that it's a miss for me. That's yeah. a miss for you. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I if you know if I was if I was off on work on March six, I'd probably try to go see the on the film one. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what. I bet you just based on what they sound like on the album and 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 the recording quality, they're probably super fucking tight live. They they're probably I mean, very seeing, very seeing tight band. Tour, from what I remember seeing them at Warp Tour, fuck. At this point, you know, probably. 15 16 years ago mm-hmm. um they were they were tight live at warp tour you know which yeah. is cute and if you're going to be if you're not going to be tight i would assume it would, that would be the kind of show you wouldn't be where like a fucking outdoor festival in the middle of summer where it's a thousand degrees outside and you're playing on blacktop oh wow where was where was the one you went to uh, over in camden oh they weren't uh, on the main stage the, the artist the artist formerly known as the tweeter center really they weren't on the main stage they had them on the side stage yeah they were a side stage 
Really? Okay. I think that's interesting because, like, I would think they would definitely, even then, would be a uh, a main stage act on a on Warped. I mean, like, even when I went to the Warped Tour in '97, the Suicide Machines were a main stage band. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like the second band but they were still a main stage band and i would i would definitely even then would have considered alkaline trio to be bigger than suicide machines well now that i'm like now that i'm thinking about it like a lot of the like playing at at the whatever the fuck it's called in camden the the actual stage is what i would consider the main stage and i didn't see any bands that played on the main stage but like bands i, I saw paramore that year uh-huh. at Warp Tour, they were a side stage. I saw Code in Cambria, they were a side stage. Maybe they just um, had it set up differently that year. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I yeah, they were. I remember, um, I remember getting there, getting there late, trying to see, um, trying to see uh, the the spill canvas, missing them, and then the spill canvas, Straylight Run, and Alkaline Trail all played on the same stage, and it was all kind of like up on the grass off to the side um, of uh, what I would consider the main stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember seeing, I don't remember sitting and watching any bands that were actually in the amphitheater of the Tweeter center, but there were bands playing in the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, I would think, I would think they would add more, you know, especially the bands you just mentioned, even then, like, so you're looking what, like, what year did you graduate high school? Oh, wait. So we're talking like, we're, we're talking. And again, I was, we're talking anywhere between 2006 to 2008. So like, yeah, by that point, like, it, like Paramore and, and, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I, that surprises me. And even, uh, Cody and Cambria, like you would think they would, uh, um, be on like the main stage at that point. And even if, even if yeah, it was earlier, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Whatever. What do I know? I don't, I don't know. I just fucking <laughs> run a podcast. Fucking yeah. have an online record store, play music. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, that's it's like I said, like uh, I really um, I was hoping I would really, you know, I, and I, I will say like I went into this with an open mind. I went in I went into like brand new and um, taking back Sunday. I went into those albums with a more closed mind and I went into listening to this album. That's like yeah. how open my mind was with this. Like I wanted to like I wanted to like take it in and 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 i really at least wanted to be inspired to be like all right let me check out more alkaline trio but this album was just like okay i have a feeling this is everything that alkaline trio does yeah i'm trying to think like i'm trying to i'm trying to, to to step outside of my like for the band and like think of it analytically kind of yeah okay all right yeah well thanks i won't i won't be wasting any more time on alkaline trio i know that fucking for sure so but uh it's funny because like uh, all of my notes are done like i already <laughs> I think, Paul, you you might not ha- you might not have completely cared for this album mm. but there is a, a beautiful baby angel yes uh right above your head she whose is? opinion matters way more than yours and mine what is what does Regina think about Alkaline Trio? She is just as indifferent as I am on this album. I mean, seriously, no reaction whatsoever. No, no, no she wasn't upset. She wasn't sing, singing. She heard it, no lie, at least three times. I played this album for her at least three times. Twice was when we, uh, uh, Katie was on a work trip uh, last week. So, like, we had to drive her to the airport and back and, like, 
I listened to it both times driving her to the airport and then, and then, and then you know, when we were on our way home. You drove her to Philly International? No, Lehigh Valley. She went out of Lehigh Valley Airport. Oh, okay. um, so we, we listened to it, and she uh, either had no reaction or fell asleep every single time she, she listened to it. So she could well, I, she I, is just as indifferent about this album as I am. I kind of wish that Regina was really into this album, because can you just imagine how adorable Regina would be with like just, just a little baby with like real thick black eyeliner? <laughs> We can still make that happen. We can we can make goth goth Regina happen. So. Goth Regina, I like got her second birthday party. It's just a goth birthday party. <laughs> well, her first one was a little shop of horrors party, so we're really not that far off. Although, like yeah, the, the day before, we had two parties for it because the day before was the Little Mermaid party, and then you yeah. guys came to the Little Shop of Horrors party. So, but uh, yeah, no, she she was just as indifferent as I was on it, and even even like today, I tried I tried another time today, and and Katie was in the car because we had some running around to do, and I put it on, and like maybe like two two and a half three songs in, she was out, she was asleep, and she was like wide awake beforehand. So it was just like okay, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just uh, just. Uh, because she was tired um so that brings you know we're we're at the same as far as our likes and dislikes 11 likes and four dislikes for you and 11 likes and three dislikes for me and now we're up to 10 in different albums out of the uh out of uh season one's albums that we've done we have a 10 solid indifference um so i will say i was able to pick three uh top three songs so um, yeah, so I was able to do better that. Didn't say anything. Yeah, better than say anything. Yes, like I said, I don't hate this album. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's a bad album per se. It just does nothing for me. No. It's and I know. I know. Again, I'm saying like, yeah, I'm talking all this shit about it. And like, oh, it's this that. Yeah, it's really not bad. It's not. It's 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 like, eh, okay, like cool. Like like I said, it's just kind of like, okay, I had sex, but that's all you got for me. That's it. All right, thanks, buddy. It's like now I know how Katai feels. So yeah, I, she's constantly disappointed with me. I know. I understand. I understand. So, um, so sitting right next to me, she's not paying attention to what's going on. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so it's like it's just like you guys are having sex. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what are your three uh, top three songs on this album? Uh, top three. I'm gonna go uh, Continental, Every Thug Needs a Lady, and Blue in the Face. Okay. So, um, Continental was the first song on this album. The first time I was listening to it where I was like, Oh, what's this? This is a little different. And I got hopeful for the rest of the album. Um, but you know, not really, you know, anything to hope for. So I do like Continental. That's, that's my, that's on there. Um, 100, what is it? I can't find 100 it. stories. Thank you. 100 stories. And then, um, I, I did struggle to find a third. Um, like I said, cause it's just kind of like, eh, okay. Um, and that was, uh, this could be love. And that is the song that reminds me of a disunion song. Like almost, it's definitely the same key, almost the same chord progression. Um, almost the same riff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, think, I'll actually have to, uh, play the video for you. Um, next time you're here and be like, see, see what I'm talking about. This is like, I wrote yeah. that fucking song already. You know what I mean? So yeah, so that, that is my, um, uh, my three. So what? Are you, what's your what's your bottom? Blue in the face. Oh. <laughs> uh, my uh, my bottom is actually it's funny that blue in the face is your bottom and it's on my top three because uh-huh. I have a uh, uh, depending on what date is I have a, a two that would be my bottom one. Okay. Uh, either one hundred stories or if we never go outside. Oh, okay. All right. All Which right. I feel kind of bad because. 
both of my bottom songs are songs that the bass player Dan Ed- Adriano uh, sings. Okay, yeah. So I, I feel bad that I'm kind of singling them out there. <laughs> hey, well, whatever. I mean, you know, like I said, like uh, it, it, it really, it was, it was, it was, it was probably a little more difficult for me to find a bottom song on this than it was the top songs, just because, like I said, it's just so much of the same thing over and over and over again, and that 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 was the thing, and and like I said, I think I'm just I'm just disappointed. Like I want it so much more out of this album and, and, and out of Alkaline Trio than what I got. And, you know, especially for like all the years I didn't look into them, um, to actually sit down and listen to it and be like, this is all you got for me. Wow. Adam left. I, I have defended Adam no, so much that he left Katai's, the podcast. Katai's sit next to me, open up, uh, open up ibuprofen and it's just fucking flying everywhere. <laughs> Leave some on the floor for the kids. It's great. They love it. So, <laughs> all right. So, what we have here. Uh, so, so wait. While you're grabbing it, let me tell a story. Go for it. Um, I bought this album. Uh, I can't remember when the fuck I bought this album, but I bought this album uh, in Ocean City, New Jersey, on the boardwalk. I've, I've talked about it before on the podcast. They used yep. to have a store um, right around Tenth uh, and the Boardwalk called Sure Things, where the front of it was very just a very cliche beach toy bullshit store but at the back of it was a record store uh-huh um and i picked up this album and paul recently replaced the plastic sleeve yes. that comes on the record but the we original plastic the sleeve is still uh-huh. there yep and says has black vinyl written on it in marker yes um and i was just actually telling katai earlier today i remember walking up to the uh, register with the album, handing it to the cashier, and him looking at the album and going, "Yeah, no shit," and then starts ringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did a little bit of research, um, and so this album sa- it says "Black Vinyl" written on the sleeve. Uh-huh. Uh, from what I found uh, looking up on Discogs, this album came pressed in red, white, blue, green. And I found one pressing that was one disc was purple and one disc was black. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of different color variants yep. and I have the most basic of them all. Yeah. So this was also distributed by Cobra side who I used to do a lot of business with Cobra side. Um, they have like all of alkaline trio stuff. I don't know if they have everything on vagrant records, but I know they were distributing all the alkaline trio. So I don't know if they had some sort of like in with the, with the band, which they seem to have sometimes. Um, but yeah, they're like a smaller distributor. Um, uh, independent distributor too. At least, at least when I was dealing with them a lot, they were smaller independent dis- uh, distributor out of California. And I always noticed that they always had um, uh, Alkaline Trio stuff, and I always had a bunch of different, um, especially pressings of uh, Alkaline Trio stuff. But yes, you do, you do have the black vinyl. So this is a 2008 limited edition reissue with a gatefold um, jacket, which. Uh, in case people don't know, the nerdy gatefold, uh, uh, the nerdy vinyl fact about a gatefold is it opens up. It opens up. So you have like usually um, gatefold is uh, reserved for when you have a two LP set, which this is. Uh, but it's not always the case. Sometimes there are some gatefold covers that are just a single LP. That happens. I know I have at least a, a handful of single album, single disc gatefolds that was big in like the 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 60s and the 70s where like you would get a gatefold uh jacket but it would just be a single uh single disc record um 
So, but this is a uh, this is a two disc record. Um, you said it's a limited, a limited edition. Limited edition. Yeah, it's a limited edition reissue, um, which all of them were um, in 2008. All the different color variants you're talking about, um, they were all a, they were all reissue limited edition thing. Even though I think this came out in 2003, right? Yeah, so they probably yeah. so it's probably like a five year anniversary record, which I don't know why this album deserved a five year anniversary record. Now it's not listed as a hundred eighty gram vinyl, but it does feel like it's a hundred eighty gram vinyl. Yeah, it's got weight to it. Yeah, so it does. Um, now here's what I will tell you: there is only one other copy of of the black vinyl listed on Discogs right now. I see. Uh, that was something I noticed where I was finding a lot of colored versions uh-huh. of it. But, but only one black one. The only version of it that I found that was black was the one where one disc was purple and one disc was yes. black. That was all black. Yeah, so no, this is this is there's only one one other um copy of this listed on Discogs right now, and it's actually listed as near mint and is mm. selling for a hundred and five dollars. They have it listed for a hundred and four ninety nine. Um so you know Honestly, looking at this, this wouldn't be near mint anyway. Um, just mm. looking at some of your wear on it, but like so but and and we do things with the a very good plus um so your very good plus value on this is 74 dollars and 75 cents bringing it to 75 dollars that's way more than i paid for it so yeah and that's uh that's um you know i'd give you like 75 cents for it yeah Yeah. there you go (laughs) so that brings your running total up to nine hundred eleven dollars. You're gonna break. I think you're gonna break a thousand dollars, dude. Nine eleven. Never forget. Yeah, never forget. Never forget. Um, uh, and my my running total at seven hundred thirty three dollars. So I don't know that I'm gonna break a thousand. Um, so right now you are now up one hundred and seventy eight dollars on on. How many? How, how many? How many records do both of us have left? Total of eleven. You are one record ahead of me right now. So, I. There's a possibility I could break a thousand. I think you're gonna break a thousand. Yeah. So Michael Michael Stripe, we're gonna put Michael Stripe right there. As I go through, yeah, we only have we only we only have a few envelopes left here. We're getting we're getting pretty low. Now I will also say that we have um, only out of out of all the records left, um, we only have a potential guest for all of them except for there's only one episode that. Um, does not have a potential guest on. So all the rest yeah, are either... And I think, if I remember correctly, it's that one that I'm dreading of oh, yours. It's the, it's the fucking... The, probably the greatest album ever written. <laughs> it's, it's actually... You know, whatever. We, we won't get into it. All these are stuck together. We'll get into it, we'll get into we'll it get if into we it. open it right now. So here we go. So this is number 18. Um, so let's put the box of mic... You know what? I'm just going to put the box of mic back. Give me one second. Sorry, everyone. Stripe. Michael Stripe. By the way, I don't think Michael Stripe should necessarily count towards the um the drinking game. What do you mean? Well, you know, no, we, oh, no. yeah, yeah, because Michael Stripe's just that's just, I mean, we'd be like like people would be yeah. wasted by the end of the podcast. We should be the so only ones time, wasted at the end of this. One time, I, I played a drinking game with Zach's old roommate, where we watched The Big Lebowski. Okay. Anytime anyone said the word dude or any variation of Uh it or the word fuck or the very any variation of it, we drank. And we were playing with Smittix. Oh, okay. Nice. So we were pretty fucked up twenty minutes into the movie. All right. So so I'm actually glad you brought up the Big Lebowski because it's gonna bring me back. It's gonna bring me back to Alkaline Trio. People have told me for years. 
Paul, you got to see The Big Lebowski. You're going to love The Big Lebowski. This movie has you written all over it. You're going to fucking love this movie. You got to check it out. Did people say the same thing to you about Alcohol No, no. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. It's just one of those things that like people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. You got to fucking see The Big Lebowski. Da, da, da. Well, I finally saw it like a year ago. And I was just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's like, eh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, like, I like. And, and it's not like it is dated, but like when I'm watching a movie, that's an old movie. I'm going to, I have to put myself back in like 1992 to watch, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not holding it to, to, you know, 2024 standards to it, to a movie that was made like over 30 years ago. So I, I am, I am subjective enough to say like, yes, it's dated, but like, you know, I'm watching I mean, it 30 years later. Me, I think it's a workaholic, the movie, the show workaholics. Uh, there's a quote where the girl goes, I want to live in like Jurassic Park times. And the guy responds like, what, like 93. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just like, it's like, it, it was just like, eh, okay. It's all right. I, I'm glad I saw it, but it's okay. And, it, and that's, that's how I feel about this album. It's like, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's, it's okay. Yeah. You know, but it's not, it's not, it's not earth shattering. So here we go. Here we go. Box of Mike number 18 right here. Let's see what we got going on. Who do we have? Who do we have? Come on. Ooh. Ooh. This is a good one. This is one of me. This is one of mine. Um, our potential guest for this episode is a former member of the band that we're going to cover. Oh, I'm yes. waiting for this. Yes, one. yes. So, uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, it's one of mine. And it is... River City Extension, The Unmistakable Man. So, okay, so we're going to have to talk about this real quick. So their stuff, River City Extension, number one, they're a band out of uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. Um, I believe they were on French Kiss Records. Oh, XOXO Records, um, which is a smaller label. It was distributed by Red. Um, so this band was not huge by any, any standards. Um, they were definitely a college radio band, but they did some shit. Um, you can't really hear a whole lot of River City Extension on the major streamers, major streaming services. I say I think we've established that this album isn't on Apple Music, where I generally listen to my albums, but it's on YouTube. Yes, it's not on Spotify. It is not on um, Apple Music. Um, but it's, I don't even think it's on YouTube Music. I think you literally have to go onto YouTube and, yeah, and listen to it on YouTube, YouTube. You have to actually search the album yes. on YouTube. Yes, and you can you can hear the whole album on there. Um, so if you are trying to listen to the albums, which I know some people try to do, they try to listen to um, the albums prior to the episode or around the episode, look up River City Extension. The album is And the Unmistakable Man. You're going to have to look it up on YouTube um, and uh, and listen to it on there. I'm, I'm going to have the pleasure of spinning this a bunch of times. Uh, which is great. I'm very, very, very excited about this album, and I'm going to have to reach out to the person who... I, it's funny. I reached out to her um, before we even recorded episode one. Yeah, and I said, remember you saying. Yeah, and saying like, hey, me and my brother are starting this podcast. This is what we're doing. One of the albums on our top and our on our on our list is River City Extension, The Unmistakable Man. Would you want to come on the... Um, the uh, episode and uh, right away she wrote back that sounds like a lot of fun let's do it yeah. so 
hopefully I'm going to reach out to her. I know she's, she's gone through some life things lately. Um, good life things. Um, so hopefully yeah, I, say, I remember you saying, uh, there was a potential where she might have to be our first Skype guest because she was with child but has since had that child now she now she's literally with child because she has the child yes so um so that'll be exciting we'll see we'll see i'm gonna reach out to her see what we could do i might have to pre-record something which actually makes this even better because it's going to be our 50th episode and we said we need to do something special special for the 50th so this this could be our first what what better than what what more special than to have somebody who is in the the band she's on this album she's all over this album yeah more special would be than to have someone who was on the album we're covering on the episode that would be pretty fucking amazing so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to work the phones work the social media see if we can work this out i'm super fucking psyched for this album man i love this album so um yeah yeah so this is this is definitely this uplifts me after uh having to like listen to alkaline trio for a fucking week so um i'm excited about this do you have anything else to say about uh about good morning um, yeah, just uh, listen to it. Go to your local Hot Topic. <laughs> Make sure you get some good eyeliner. What's an eyeliner that doesn't run when you cry? Tart. Tart? Kitai says tart eyeliner doesn't run when you cry. So tart eyeliner, your local Hot Topic, this album. Have a good time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Or if you want to like literally put something on that sounds like every other punk, uh, pop punk band out there and, uh, you waste your time for about a half hour to 40 minutes, you could do this too. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's swell. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. if you want to be disappointed, like I've been disappointed for the last week with Adam, (laughs) this is how you do it. Or if you want to wear a studded belt, you can wear mm-hmm. a studded belt and be disappointed and listen to Hot Trio. Good morning. <laughs> skateboard behind your local mall. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. You can oh. do that as well. Yes, it's it's a shame that uh, the skate park isn't still uh, there at Franklin Mills. You know. Oh yeah, they got rid of that long ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey man, Tony Tony Hawk skated that half pipe. Well. Did he? Yeah, because they took it from uh, the X Games. They oh, had, really? Yeah, the half pipe that was in that uh, skate park that was in Franklin Mills was used at the A lot of the ramps were used in the X Games. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The X Games were the one year it was in Philly. They, they took a lot of the stuff. It was in, it was in Philly that. a couple years. It was in Philly. Two or three years in a row. Yeah, a couple years in yeah, a row. Yeah, yeah, I was working at Sugar Moms the first year. It was fucking ridiculous that Friday night. So, but at any rate, um, uh, that's that's all I got. You got you got anything else? We're it? That's it? We're good? Yeah. All right. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very. I've been waiting for this fucking album to come up on your on your list, so I'm very excited for it. Yeah. No. This is. I am. I am super excited about this album. I've been waiting for this as well. So, on that note, it is time to. Bye. Bye.